You're listening to the Cleveland Comedy Network. My name's Steve Guy, the host of Happy Hour with Steve Guy, where I get to sit down and interview people who are from Cleveland originally or doing very cool things in Cleveland. It's all part of the Cleveland Comedy Network, just like the show you're about to listen to. To keep up to date with all the podcasts coming to the network, go to clevelandcomedyfestival.com slash the network. Hey, welcome to 10 Cent Beer Life. Welcome back to Tencent Beer Life. I'm your host, Kyle, as always, here with my guys, Brian and Dave. We just had, like, the best conversation ever off air, and we can't talk about any of it. (laughs) 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 Probably the most compelling podcast stuff we could have possibly (laughs) talked about. We can't talk about any of it. (laughs) We're just talking... Now we talk about our lives. Yeah, yeah. We have friends in low places, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, how how are you feeling, Dave? You don't have COVID, do you? I don't believe I do. Um, only time will tell, you know. My dad basically knowingly exposed me to COVID because he was like... He, one of the things I wanted to say to him when I was super angry with him, it, and I didn't, but I wanted to be like, you're not smart enough to outsmart a virus, you dumb fuck. <laughs> you know, like he's like, oh yeah. But long story short, yeah, he uh, he exposed me to COVID, and I'm furious with him. We had we had a good time on Friday. God damn it! Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know, I stayed away out of an abundance of caution because I'm definitely not going to be the one that's like. <laughs> Oh, it might be COVID. Sorry. <laughs> I got a tickle in my throat. <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we played Catan. We got pizza. We had some drinks. We had some extracurriculars. It was good. It was fun. A lot of fun. Nice. Who won? Uh, I won the first one, and then Allison actually won the second one. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. Brian, Brian Long Dog rode me to victory. I, I thought I had it in the bag, too, the first game. Yeah, the second game I was I was shit. I I knew from Jump Street I was losing. I had bad spots. Oh, I was so close in in game two. I was I was just about ready to go, and Allison was like, "Nope, done." Um, how uh, how many hours of playing Catan on your phone have you spent to not win the second time, Kyle? <laughs> a, lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of Catan. I was close. I mean, it's fine, Allison. Allison won the second game, and I was like, she's been humble, actually. She's been very humble. That's not the spirit of Catan. She needs to ramp that up. She's playing on her phone right now. She just nice. her phone, so she's getting there. Nice. I can't believe how addicting it is. It's the best. It's we, a lot different playing on your phone versus playing in real life. Yes. We played a lot of Monopoly. Yeah, first of all, yes, it is definitely different. Like, even if you go up to the, the highest level of expert with those robots that you play against on the phone, they're still all dumb as shit and they make terrible moves. Um, so, you like, you, you have to play against other people on the phone to, to have it be in any way good. And it's still like the dice, they're not as realistic. But, um, I mean, that game is. It, it really surprised me the first time I played it because my, my siblings and I, we always played board games together. We used to play a bunch of Monopoly, but we played 
to where like we didn't drag it all out until everybody had lost everything. It was like once somebody has enough properties, it's like, okay, you're the clear winner. So we eventually got sick of that, moved on to a couple other, like played Clue for a little bit, and then they tried playing Risk, and like I don't have the attention span for Risk. I'm just fucking riding out on motherfuckers. I'm putting all my troops into one section. Let's ride out. <laughs> and it doesn't go well. And then I sit there for like three more hours as the rest of the game plays out because I'm done. So my one sister was like, you guys got to try this game. We started with the Game of Thrones version and we've all been fucking hooked ever since. I have like, I'd like to to get into the expansions. I have several of the expansions that make it like a, a different game or add different aspects to it. Um, but I've never really played them because every time I usually play, it's with my siblings when my sister's in town, so we don't have long, so we just knock out a you know the base game a couple times and then we're done. But now I got Catan yeah. friends. We'll we'll get into it. They also have it for uh, PlayStation, so like you could get on, you know, uh, with a handful of people on PlayStation with a group chat and play on that, uh, you know, that way as well. I'll look into that. I'll be getting a new Xbox because yeah. they're pushing Verizon Internet in my neighborhood, and I'm about to come up on Internet and an Xbox. Dave's pissed. Spectrum to the curb. Pissed about what? That face you made when you, he said Xbox. You're, yeah, what? He's like, ah, you're obviously a PlayStation person. Well, and it was uncontrollable. It was just, it was a reflex. <laughs> it, yeah, I couldn't even have stopped it if I wanted to. How, I didn't what, even know. How are you coming up on an Xbox? They were like, if you switch to Verizon Internet, we'll give you an Xbox. And I said, that sounds like a pretty good deal. That's a great fucking deal. Yeah, they're walking around the hood giving out free Xboxes. Everybody's switching to Verizon. <laughs> I mean, I was like, dude, this is insane. Like, yes. yes <laughs> you want my social? Just take it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... uh. The worst part is, is we had Verizon Internet come already, and I canceled the one that's been sitting in a box in our house, and I was like, I'm going to send this back to get the place, the Xbox, and that's what I'm doing. Fuck yeah. It's really a brilliant move. Does that mean you're going to have better internet? I'm hoping. It's it's going to be 5G. They put one of those cancer towers next to us, so uh, yeah, it should be, should be good. I got one right across the street from me. You worried about it? Dead birds? Yeah, Dude, how your pigeons. They put they put a lot of um they put like this giant warning sign like thirty feet up on the pole. You gotta like zoom in with your cell phone if you want to read the fucking thing. It just says danger, highly whatever. Giant fucking monstrosity right across the street. That's nice. How's yeah. your internet? I have a beautiful Fa- park across the street. Suck it. Fan fantastic. It's coming, Brian. They're going to get those 5G towers out there to you. Not in the metro parks. Can't fuck with the metro parks. Put it somewhere else. Yeah, we'll see. I got an airport close to me. So I got something fucking things up. Yeah. Somehow the metro parks (laughs) stay beautiful. That's my water is fucked up. Yeah, that's what you were saying. You're like, toilets turn black. Dude, the toilets fill with like something. It's just this like filth. After about a week, I have to wash my toilet, like scrub them down, like weekly, or else just with it just forms. And you know, I take I take dumps, I take big dumps. That's not what's causing the problem. I've 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 shat in toilets that didn't need to be cleaned nearly this much. 
I now my old toilet. It's always something with my toilets. <laughs> so maybe it is me. But like my <laughs> other toilet needed to be plunged every fucking time I took a shit, and now these ones need to be cleaned every other time I take a shit. But it's you not your to... shit. It's the water. This time I don't think it is. I th- I think it is the Berea water because again, Money Mitch works for the the Cleveland Water Department, and uh, he said that Berea has our own source, and it's like an open air source. So it is grimier. It's probably algae. I guess I'm just getting algae, but I don't I don't love that. Uh try one of those uh toilet pucks that you drop up in the I tank. hear that those can actually fuck up your your pipes and your plumbing and erode shit over time. Uh, I've never heard that. Or yeah, is it, or maybe the gaskets on the toilet, one of the two. I don't know. But it fucks something up. I've been told not to use those those wipes. I hear those fuck your plumbing up. Definitely don't do that. Anything that says flushable wipe is a lie. Like toilet paper is the only thing you should be flushing. Um, you know, update on the power plunger. Remember, um, where instead of paying a plumber to come snake the drain, I bought that ten dollar thing from Harbor Freight. That's like a giant syringe that hooks up. You know you. It's like a plunger that's in the shape of a syringe, and you, it just pumps air and water through the pipe. Yeah, I remember like you pressurizes it. Um, Everything exploded in your backyard filled with shit. No, like occasionally it would start to fill back up again, and I would plunge, and then it would start to fill back up. You know, like it, every once in a while it would ha- it would start to black up, and I'm like, damn, maybe this thing isn't as dope as I thought, and then. One time I got a real good seal on it and I was I pulled it back and forth a couple times so like everything in that pipe was moving back and forth and then all of a sudden it like emptied out and I haven't had a problem ever since. You got it. So right. I feel I feel like I unlodged whatever was lodged with the backwards sucking force of the power plunger and then sent it all out to the sewer and now I'm I got clean pipes for now. Damn, dude. All right, problem solved. This is what I theorize, you know. <laughs> I, ch- I Trust me, I definitely went down to the basement to make sure there wasn't, you know, fucking baby wipes and fucking all kinds of shit, you know. You're flushing baby around. wipes? I wasn't, but, you know, who knows, dude, you know. Baby wipes a fucking are, grimy baby, move for somebody to bring baby wipes to your house and then flush them down your toilet. No, the baby wipes are in there. The baby wipes are in there in case you need them. You know? He's supplying but, baby wipes. Uh, yeah. No, not me. I think I think it's a shitty a shitty host. Like have you ever been to somebody's house where like they they are against you taking a dump at their house? I don't make friends with those kind of people, Brian. Those kind of people are terrible <laughs> people. People like like if you had somebody working on your house. And they're like, can I use your bathroom? And then they took a dump. How are you feeling about that? Has That's this fine. ever happened to you? Agree. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you can't use your toilet because it can't suck them down? Um, I binge watched the, the Detroiters, which is Tim Robinson's show from Comedy Central from before. I think you should leave. Uh-huh. Phenomenal. Oh, my God. It's only two seasons. It is so fucking funny. I saw a clip on Instagram of that the other day. I sent I can't it to remember you. Remember what? Oh, okay. There you go. Uh huh. About them talking about the uh, <laughs> Bart Simpson porn. 
<laughs> yeah. He's got a big dripping hog. <laughs> I, I thought you were I thought you were sending that to me because we had just talked about it last week with the I said the Adonis head. I meant Anubis. I meant like the Anubis dog head. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and I still have no idea what you're talking about. Anubis Good. dog head. Fast I know forward. what I know what the Anubis dog head is. I don't remember yeah, yeah. any porn ads with it. Um, but uh. Yeah, dude. In high school, I had to go to McDonald's to take a shit because my buddy's dad didn't want me stinking up there. I mean, their guest bathroom was like, as soon as you walk in the front door, it's right there to the left, and then there's the kitchen and the living room. And I mean, I was fucking, give him the heater, Ricky. (laughs) Yeah, I was firing him. Well, it was all Arby's and McDonald's and fucking cafeteria calzones and mushy cookies and shit. If somebody's got to take a shit at your house and you had a guest room like that, just say, hey, go upstairs into the bathroom. Upstairs. You let them into the other parts of your house. That's what a good house guest does. Or you put some poopery out or, you know, uh, well, I mean, a good house guest should also, um, you got to have your hand on the plunger ready to hit it as everything's coming out. So it's one swoop. And it's just hitting pipes. You don't. You you gotta have the the courtesy flush time perfectly with with the shit coming out of your ass. Agreed. So I mean, yeah, courtesy flush for sure. But you're you're timing it up and then plunging. You don't need to plunge. The plunger is the is the the lever to flush the flusher. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. That's called a plunger too. I, so I see where that confusion is. But yeah, that that's what that's called is the plunger so you just and i do that in any public restroom i got my hand on a little button so that i'm just hitting it as it's coming out it masks all the noises it's just i think that that's common courtesy (laughs) you're just you're just taking dumps and letting it sit around the bowl and trapping the smell with your ass cheeks aren't you you animal i just remembered something I, I must have been lunch lady in for like a year. Like I, I was still living in Columbus. So yeah, it was like my first year working for this company and I was running around and I had to take a shit and uh, I just go into the bathroom, the school bathroom. And I take a shit in this like elementary school bathroom and I walk out of the stall and there is like a six, seven year old kid just standing there staring at me because he could tell that there was an adult shitting in the bathroom and like i'm just giving him like fucking dad stinks you know i just fucking just destroyed this bathroom and there's just like this seven-year-old kid just like he's never smelled a man shit before and uh it just had a flashback that's all i was enjoying it you i have some stories for you you should have hit him with some sort of one-liner you know? i don't even remember what i said <laughs> I uh, I was doing a, a site survey at one of my old jobs where I had to go out and like measure shit when I was selling signs briefly and uh, I go and I take the measurements and like as I got there I had to take the biggest fucking dump so this guy's asking all sorts of questions and I'm just kind of like you know telling him whatever and, and trying to act like I have another appointment to get to and it, like, it took like 35 minutes so by the time I get away from that I'm fucking dying so we that we're at the, the site he drives away i go to the chick-fil-a and i go right in there and it's fucking packed and i take my giant dump and i the the, the button wouldn't work 
So it all had to just sit there and be trapped under my ass cheeks. And it was huge and very loose and not a healthy, healthy, you know, <laughs> what you're looking for kind of dump. And uh, right as I get out of the stall, the door opens and the door, you could see right into the, the main room of everybody eating. And like two little Asian boys come in and they smell it. And they just like run out yelling, gross, gross, gross. (laughs) And then like I had to walk out immediately after them, after washing my hands to the dining room, staring at me. And I just like downward nod and then walked out. Yeah, that's when I take a bow. (laughs) Sorry for scarring you little Asian boys. Yeah, Chick-fil-A toilets are used to those kind of dumps, though, so you're going to be okay. (laughs) Uh, another time I, I had, uh, I used to work at, at a window place and it was like the showroom and they had a reader, like a regional sales meeting and they got everybody Chipotle. And at that time there was only one working toilet. So that was a whole bunch of fun. <laughs> and like I was, the, I, they were all in this meeting, but I'm sitting there answering phones. So I eat my Chipotle and I take the first massive dump. And right as I get out, like the, the regional sales manager follows me in there. <laughs> And I just hear out loud go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that felt good. At one time at that place, the one of the sales reps takes a dump and then comes out to the front desk where I'm at. And he goes, hey, um, I, I flushed once and it got some of it, but I really need to go. Can you go flush the rest of the commode for me? And I'm like, what? Are you out of your fucking... Who asked anybody to do it? You can be... 90 seconds late to wherever you got to go. You can wait until the water fills up. So I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And then I just didn't do it. And then somebody came up to me and was like, there's like floaters in the toilet. Do you know who did that? And I'm like, it was Aura. It was the salesperson. (laughs) Aura Summerfield is his full fucking name. (laughs) Aura Summerfield leaving floaters. Mm -hmm. Asking you to flush them. The nerve. The nerve on that guy. I believe he asked me that. That's just the most like... Fuck you. I don't think you're a true human. Go fuck yourself. I'm more important than you. That's disgusting. Uh-huh. I'm I one of the more degrading requests anybody's ever made to me. Finish flushing the toilet for me, grown person. You're an adult. I don't care. I'm in a hurry. Can you handle that shit for me? Motherfucker. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Flush my shit for me, please. This is wild. Did this come up? Have you did were you at a house recently where somebody did not let you take a shit or you're just in general. Cause I've never had that happen. No, I, I was at a house a while ago, maybe like six months, nine months ago where, um, they had told a story about somebody working at their house, taking a shit. And, uh, like we're, we're pissed about it. And I'm like, they're, they're people. They, they have to do that. There's no choice. I, you're in the wrong for being mad about this. It's just, yeah. With all of our toilet talk came up in my brain. Huh. It is a weird thing for someone to be like afraid of you taking a shit at their Dude, house. Fucking businesses will will take measures like a like a bar that that doesn't even have a stall door. You ever been to one of those places? Oh yeah, that all all kinds of fucking dive bars, dude. That's so fucked up. That is dehumanizing. I'm not shitting at a dive bar anyways. Sometimes there's no choice. Back in college, one of the the places we used to go, it was like a club. It was called the Cell Block. And it was the best place ever. I loved it. But 
typically, you know, it, it was away from school. It was a few miles away from campus, but they had a drunk bus that would shuttle people back and forth all night. And I didn't, it, it was an emergency. This was back in the Imodium days. I took the Imodium. My stomach laughed at it and I had to take a shit. <laughs> and there were two bathrooms. The one downstairs just had a fucking toilet out in the open. No stall walls at all, even. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I will, I will shit in the alley before I do that. But then the upstairs one just had a, it had a stall, but the, the door didn't latch at all. There was like too much of a gap in the door frame. So it, it swung back and forth. So I grabbed two garbage cans and I like held my arm out through it and had some of the bag like pulled. So I had a garbage can in the stall and then I was pulling along as I closed the door, of the other can. So it trapped the door between the two garbage cans. And I took my shit like that. I was wow. so proud of myself. The other move in that situation is to take a shit in the girl's bathroom. Who I've done that a number of times at bars. Erie, Pennsylvania is like, it's not the kind of place to, like those women aren't to be fucked with. They are, they'll stab you. They'll stab you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. The dive bar, like people piss all over the seats, dude. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, you take, like, I, I've, I don't nest when I shit in public. I don't, I don't do the nest. The nest is a complete waste of time. You know what I'm talking about? Where you lay the toilet paper down or like whatever? Like a bunch of toilet paper down to sit on. That's a complete waste of time. So I just bunch up a bunch of it, and then I, I put some I really pressurize, put you know push it down as hard as I can on the seat, and I wipe down real hard, and then I sit my bare butt cheeks down. Uh, I'll throw some saliva on there and do the same thing. <laughs> I mean, not a bad idea. I mean, it, it, only for only for the purpose of uh, you know loosening anything that that might be dried and isn't gonna get swiped with that pressurized toilet paper you know i mean at the end of the day i've never at least noticed i can't really think of any major rashes i've had on my ass but definitely not one that i've been able to track back down to a public toilet seat so i'm looking at it no harm no foul i've never had any issues shitting in public in public toilet seats. i know you mentioned before hotels great places to shit that's the move on the road grocery stores giant eagle typically has very clean bathrooms so i've stopped at giant eagles before and shit when i've needed to i mean i've shit in targets and it has not been optimal really well oh yeah they just let whoever they want those bathrooms there willy-nilly dude you know? yeah i think it, it depends on the grocery store chain and the area that it's in but like really the only industry i can think of where everything is riding on their the cleanliness of those bathrooms is it's a hotel the, the yeah. cleanliness of the rooms, you know, you always want to go to a nicer one. Um, I, I've yet to have any bad experiences at a, uh, even like a Holiday Inn. But if you can find like a Marriott or something like that, just walk in, take your dump, and then look the person at the desk in the eye and go, you know what I did. I know you know what I did. <coughs> Too fucking bad. Good day, sir. Yeah. You don't <laughs> want to send another maid in there. One of my favorite shits of all time was at uh what is that, Abby Ann's in Akron, like the resale oh, store? Dang. There's yeah. the Abby Ann's near Talmadge Circle, and they have like this, it was clean, but it was in their basement, and the toilet was up on a stage in the cellar of the basement. So you're oh. sitting, and you have to walk up to the toilet and sit. And at first I was kind of like, this is weird, but then by the time I was done, I was like, 
very much enjoyed sitting on this actual throne. It's a good shit. It's a good shit. Dude, the weirdest one I ever sat on was in someone's attic, and the pitch of the roof was, like, coming up. So, like, basically, if you go to sit down, like, your head would be poking through the ceiling and out the roof of the house. So, like, for whatever reason, this toilet was all the way over to the, against the wall or whatever. I don't know if it was for kids or whatever. But um, you had to, like, kind of go in and almost turn sideways so that you weren't just, you know, have your head against the ceiling. And um, we're having a, we're at a party, you know, they're having a party over there. And someone comes, or it was uh, my friend's brother comes walking out of that bathroom she owned the house it was her house and and her brother took a shit in there and he comes out and everybody looks over at him and he and he goes shitting sideways off in the days <laughs> <laughs> and it was it answered my question immediately like how the fuck did he take a shit in there oh, yeah that's awesome that's pretty good wild. fun shit. i ended up i ended up having to shit sideways later i took a shit at bunker hill Oh, that's a in the sandbox. Shit. Yeah, at the the memorial at the Battle of Bunker Hill. <laughs> There's a toilet, and like the second I saw the toilet, I look, I look at my family. I'm like, I have to take a dump here. I went and I like forced out a couple turds just to be able to say that I took a dump there. Nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to shit where somebody probably died. Who uh, was? Isn't there like a celebrity that shit in Anne Frank's toilet? Or wait, was that Popstar? Was that the movie Popstar? That might have been the movie Popstar. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the most famous place I've ever shit. I don't know. Yeah, I I think really anywhere notable I go, I I gotta try to take a dump at least. Yeah, that's that's not a bad move actually. I've never thought about that. I've told the Hardys, Terre Haute, Indiana Hardys story before, haven't I? <laughs> Terre Haute, Indiana Hardys. No, it's not ringing a bell. No. I was there. We were driving to St. Louis. Uh, I actually made my wife stop at 3 in the morning when we were driving to a wedding last summer and take a picture out front of this Terre Haute, Indiana uh, Hardys. We go in there, and I'm driving, and my dad's like, you know, you're driving. You're the man. Get whatever you want. So I got like a double thick burger and just fucking like I got a big dog meal. I, and I was like 16, yeah. 17. But, you know, normally we're getting like dollar menu shit. You know, we're poor. But I was driving. I was allowed to order whatever I want. And I ate it and I drank like a big fucking pop. And I'm like walking out and it's busy. It's like the middle of lunchtime. And I'm walking and I just get the walking farts. And I let out the loudest fucking fart I've ever let out in my entire life. And just everybody in the lobby stops and turns and looks at me and i just pause and like i'm just frozen and i just go compliments to the chef and i just walk out <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, yes that's phenomenal at a hardy's in Terre Haute, indiana <laughs> i found it you know, it's on route seven i know exactly where it's at i can drive there today that's awesome yeah that was like my famous fart story i loved it dude <laughs> and you had the one-liner ready, dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's it. It was, it was there. I, I, I was ready that day. And my dad and my sister are like, what the fuck? You know? They weren't super proud of you? I mean, yeah. I mean, we were laughing about it for sure. <laughs> we got into all kinds of white trash debauchery uh, as a family in restaurants. This, what uh, else? Ryan Steakhouse. Did you guys have Ryan Steakhouses up here? Mm-hmm. 
It's like a hometown buffet type deal. Sounds more like, like a Ponderosa. A, yeah, it was. I mean, it was like a step up, I guess, a Ponderosa. They had like a roast beef and a ham station in the middle of this buffet. So you and, know it's classy. Yeah. So like my sister was young and like she wouldn't eat anything. So like she would come in and we we're like she's not eating anything and like so we'd like grab her like a chicken wing and like a dinner roll and like we're not gonna pay the seven ninety five for her to eat like that's just stupid you know she's not gonna eat all that so me and my dad would get the buffet and then we would just feed my little sister and. um there was like a, one manager that was like kind of got onto the game. Like we didn't go all the time, but this guy was very suspicious. So he comes over and my sister's like picking out a dinner roll. And he goes, I see there's three of you eating, but there's only two of you on the bill. I'm going to need that seven ninety five, and like just making a big scene about it in the restaurant. Uh-huh. So my little sister, I mean, she must've been like eight or nine at the time. And she'd carried around a purse that she would just find change and throw change into, you know? So she has this heavy fucking purse. So my sister says, Dad, I'll pay for my own dinner. And they're like, it's $7.95. So my sister sits there and counts all this change out on her by herself. And she's like learning this in school and stuff. And then she just takes it. <laughs> she counts $7.98, $7.99. Eight dollars, and she takes all the change, and then just shoves it, pushes it on the floor. (laughs) We we all stood up and walked out like laughing hysterically, (laughs) just grabbing cookies off the buffet, just stuffing our pockets, mitts, everything, just on the way out. Ah! Oh. That is awesome. So good. We were talking about stunting a couple episodes ago. That's done, dude. Oh, dude, it was like eight or nine years old, tops. She did that. I was just, I was like kind of embarrassed, but then like we all started laughing, and it's a great story. It's a great memory. It's a real fuck your couch kind of moment. I <laughs> yeah, <love> dude. That. <laughs> yeah, this dude. fucking like manager making minimum wage at a fucking buffet <laughs> steakhouse, just coming over being a, f- a hard ass, and my sister just dunked on him. <laughs> trying to be on a fucking power trip. Yeah, That's amazing. Dude. It was real good. That's awesome. Um. Anywho, what a fun episode so far. Yeah, dude. Yeah, just shits and uh, debauchery. And then we started out with friends in low places. But you guys going <laughs> to hear about that? Um, I mean, it's better. What the the calves? The calves? You want to talk sports? Yeah, we should. We should. Yeah, the they sucked. Shit running down their legs. Horrible. Everybody, except for, I mean, Darius Garland came through in game four, but, like, just the second half, he got into foul trouble early. But Donovan Mitchell looked horrible. He, yeah, he, he had a rough game, man. Yeah. And he's supposed to have been so good in the playoffs. All throughout his career with, with Utah, he was amazing in the playoffs, but he left because he didn't have enough of a supporting cast. And now you're like, you can't blame this on, on the bench. That was what we kept saying was going to be the problem. Oh, the bench doesn't give you enough. I know that they're starting Karis LeVert, but you're getting enough out of Karis LeVert. You're getting enough out of what Jetty Osmond's giving you. And it's <laughs> it, it, it Jetty Osmond gave you exactly what Jetty Osmond should have given well, you. Well, that's yeah, and that's the that's part of the problem. Like Jetty Osmond kind of sucks. I mean, can we come around on that yet? Like he's not like what playoff teams would he be in the rotation for? Maybe three other ones. Like he's he's streaky. 
He doesn't play great defense all the time. I mean, he's just all over the place, dude. I'm 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 done with Chetty. I think it's time to to move on. He but drives like, me nuts. He, I can't fucking I hate him. I didn't like him prior to this, even when we sucked. I was like, this guy's only starting because we have nobody. Well, yeah. I mean, it, but who else do you want to get? I, they they do need to to fix the bench, but right now the bench is not the problem. It's the starters. It's Jared Allen only had what four or five rebounds yesterday. That's oh, yeah, horrible. Dude. That's he horrible. He played so soft. Like it, it, like sometimes you just have to play with strength. Like whether you're grabbing a rebound, you have to grab it with you know an authority. And he just wasn't doing that. Like people were tipping the ball out of his hand, and he he just looked, I don't know, just not tough. Mitchell Robinson is having. An amazing series, and then whatever the the German sounding dude who apparently Isaiah, what yeah, the I fuck's know his name, Hennen Bergen or something. No, with the, with the <laughs> H, is that. it an H? Definitely an H, yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, the, their bigs are absolutely murdering them. Evan Mobley, what? Where's the superstar that everybody thinks he's going to be, and where's his road to that? Because like defensively. Very good. Yes. Can't deny that. But he doesn't have a shot. Even his shot within 10 feet hasn't been dropping lately. But no. he doesn't have anything beyond 10 feet at, at any point. Where's where's this superstar potential? Like, where's the road to it? I I don't know. I, I thought I saw it at different times. But, like, right now, he's just... Other than defensively, he's getting his fucking ass kicked. Yeah, needs to bulk up a little bit and... You know, I don't know, man. It just, you'd like to see him be more aggressive. Like, that, where's that game two Cavs team at? Like, they came and they left. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's like, did they give it all? I don't know. It the looked like they were there in the third quarter. Yeah, they sure did. I mean, and then they, the Knicks called a timeout when they lost the lead, and it was just like we hit the reset button and forgot what we were doing. The only guy out there that doesn't look like he's afraid of playing in New York is Karis LeVert. Like, Darius Garland has flashed it a little bit, but that was yeah. just a flash. Yep. Uh, Donovan Mitchell shows up, we win that game. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Yep. If he's not so bad, he was just dog shit. And, I mean, I guess guys are going to have bad games, but, man, what a inopportune time to have it. I wouldn't mind seeing some Lamar Stevens. He's the only guy with some with some toughness or grit on that team like he's he's pretty much the only one and he's gotten zero minutes yeah that, yeah i mean what are they they're running eight guys most yeah like off the bench they've done a, a little bit of rubio um jetty they've done okoro or yeah Levert, whoever's not starting yep and that that's really it it's been eight men they need another big they need they need another big coming off the bench too. They've got Lopez, but that's it. Yeah, I mean he's fried, dude. He's old. I mean he's just he's not it. They need just somebody that can come in and give you a couple fouls and uh, get out of the game and give those guys a breather. Maybe somebody that's a little bit more physical. I mean that's what they're lacking, I think. And I don't know, man. I go back and forth with JB, JB but I don't. He's gotten fucking coached around him. You know what I mean? Like they're. Julius Randle didn't even play in the fourth. You know he what hasn't I mean? Played like, well, he has not yeah. played well, and and I don't even think that's necessarily our guys stopping him. He's just he's not having a good series. 
It doesn't matter, dude. Brunson, like, they, they double-team Brunson, and then it's just like every time, like, that screener just rolls off, and it's, whether it's Josh Hart or uh, Barrett, they're wide open, and they've just been killing us that way. I mean, that's... But Brunson's still scoring like crazy. I feel like I know. they got away from the trap too much. Keep trapping Brunson. Stop him. Make the other guys beat you. Because well, he still I mean, scored the most points out of anybody. He had 26 points. He had 29, but... Or was it Barrett with 26 then? Yeah, it was just like they would they would double him, and then anytime that would happen, they would just pop it to Barrett, and he was knocking him down. Or, or uh, Josh Hart. Then let R.J. Barrett beat you. Like I, I Jalen Brunson has been the star. R.J. Barrett's the guy that's just kind of emerging right now with a good series, but I, I can't imagine that that's a permanent thing. Make them put that on, on R.J. Barrett. I don't know. That's at least what I think. But yeah. I, it's hard to complain about the bench when it's your stars that are really killing you. Yeah. I mean, if this was Boston or Philly or um, who's another who's the other team Milwaukee, if we were down like this, you wouldn't be upset. But it's like the Knicks, and it feels like we're at like the same point in the race. You know, we're four or five. Like they're not on paper, we're better. You know what I mean? But yeah. It just Thibodeau. I mean, has got those guys playing at a high level, and it's. I, it's not the end of the world. Like, we weren't expecting to win a title this year either. Like, that's what I kind of keep telling myself. Like, maybe we just exposed a little more than what we than we thought we would. You know what I mean? Like, there's maybe a couple more question marks. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get those uh, adjusted for next year because, you know, next year's title contention time. You know, it's got to be, you know, because you got Donovan Mitchell for, what, two years? And like two these more guys, after this, and then a player two more after this. Yeah, so like we're we're hitting that window. We knew we weren't going to win this year, but I think next year is like Eastern Conference Final year. That's the expectation. Do you think they go after Nick Nurse? Because I, especially if they don't take this to, if they don't win one of these road games, like you have to all pretty much take it to Game Seven minimum to keep JB. I think I don't. I think that they'll fire him otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I think Nick Nurse is a. Uh, a guy that you got to kick the tires on at least. I hope they don't go that dumbass like, oh, let's go get a college guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, who's the the hot college name? Everybody in college basketball was like this was a, a horrible, weird year of college basketball. I can't even think of who was the Cinderella coach. Well, you got Jay Wright that was in Villanova and won a title. Like, that's a guy that I think he's in the commentator booth now. Yeah, kick, you know, like so. So there's always guys like that. We did it with Beeline, and that was a just fucking disaster. Yeah, disaster. I hate when they do that, or like the Blad experiment. It's just like go get an NBA guy, go get a guy who knows what he's doing. But those are few and far between. Other than uh, what's his name, um, Boston, that's now in the front office. Oh, Stevens. Yeah. Other than, other than him, who who else have been the uh, the big college to NBA guys? Billy Donovan did it for a while. Yeah, but was he that great of a coach in the NBA? No, no, he wasn't. Um, I'm talking about who had success. What's his name? I want to say fucking uh, Larry Brown. <laughs> I mean, that's how far back I got to go. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not a good example. I'm sure there's somebody that like we're missing, but no. Go get it. Go get a go get a good assistant somewhere. Bring him in. I guess I don't know. I'd imagine Shaka Smart will probably get the the call up at some point, but I it just doesn't seem like now's the right time. He hasn't done shit 
since they had that VCU big run a couple years ago, I, I think he's lost in the first round like seven of the last eight years. Has it been that much? Yeah, yeah. Like, he hasn't really done much. He's at Texas now, I believe, or is he out of Texas already? Let's see. I mean, Texas went pretty far this year. What, two rounds? No, I think he... Where's he at? He lost in the first round this year, I think. Now, did you say Marquette? He's at Marquette. Okay, he was at Texas. Yeah, they lost in the first round this year. Marquette didn't lose in the first round. Didn't they? No. Uh, didn't they? Let's see. This is riveting. Yes, very podcast good. As we Google this. Whatever. What did you call him? What What's his name? Shaka Smart, dude. Is it S-H? Yeah. Oh, okay. Trying to line it up with your cat's name? Well, no. Someone has made that comparison before. Oh. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I had no fucking idea what they were talking about. But now that I find out that there's an H in there, it's just them trying to force it, and I don't like it. They lost in the second round. Second round? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat crow. Maybe it was they haven't made it out for the second round in like seven years. Like he's not, he he hasn't exactly been a world beater. Um, Jawan Howard, I mean, there's like a college guy that you can, might be able to bring in that could have some success, but I don't know. He was in Michigan, or he is in Michigan, ah. but then he hit a player or something. Um, I don't know. Like I Steve, just don't know what they Steve do. Nash out there? I think so. But do you really want him? They did very little in Brooklyn. Yeah, but, I mean, does he have the egos to manage? Like, that, you had Kyrie, KD, you know, and James Harden. Like, outside of Phil Jackson, who could handle that? You know, I mean, that was just yeah. a bunch of maniacs there. Let's get Phil Jackson. There we go. There, That's the answer. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, no, I mean, I think you, you, they're going to look. I mean – I mean, if they win game, if they win the, if they win Wednesday, three two, then what? They're back to back to New York and then home in Cleveland. If they win, they can steal one on the road, man. I mean, easier said than done, but definitely easier said than done. And it'd be exciting. I mean, everybody said this was going to be a seven game series, so I don't know about that. I could see it being <laughs> a five game series. They got to worry about the game at home first. Oh sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah, but if you if they lose in five and they drop two at home, then JB is definitely gone. Panic buttons are getting hit. Um, they probably got to move on from Jared Allen if they can. I mean, it's going to be tough because that core of guys is going to be tough to replace without any draft picks. I mean, you're going to have to just kind of, you know, I don't know what you do. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to get mad and shoot this down, but. How do you feel about the trade looking back now? I know Mitchell was absolutely phenomenal throughout the season, but now that we've gotten into a playoff series, and he's he has not done very much outside of game one. He's got, what, a 17-point game, an 18-point game, and a fucking 10-point game. If, let's say this season, Darius Garland focused more on being the man, and right now, other than any sort of toughness and a superstar to take over, we're missing a spot up three shooter 
we don't really have that. Karis Levert's done admirably, but nobody who you can kick open, kick to an open guy, and they just pop the three at a high rate. If you had Laurie Markkinen, and then you have Colin Sexton in some capacity giving you points as well, do you think this team's better off? No. Okay, fair enough. No. I, I, I just think that Donovan has been... was really fucking good this year. Yeah, I, I, get, I get the point. I get the point, but they didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't even make the playoffs. So, I mean, like... Yeah, I don't think Laurie Markkinen is the superstar to hang your head on like he has been. It had to be in, in Utah. But if you've got Darius Garland being your, your main superstar who, I mean... Hard, hard to really look back at it and be feel super good about that. He's been the main superstar in two of the games, but has fully disappeared otherwise. And I guess one and a half games, I should say. Yeah. But if you also had a, a, a solid three-point shooter, a set another seven-footer, again, Team Monstars, it, would this look differently in this series? I don't know. Would we be, would we be at the point where we're at even? That's the thing, because there's That's been good times where too. Donovan Mitchell carried that team. A lot. And, I mean, he, he's the best player. It's like in fantasy football, and not to compare NBA to fantasy football, because obviously, mm-hmm. but, like, the best player, you, you want to get the best player in the trade. Like, that's how you win trades. That's how you that's how you win championship. It's a superstar league, so you got to get those guys. And I, I just think, I think the second guess that trade is, uh, it doesn't matter, first of all. It doesn't matter. But I don't think that we're better off without doing the trade. I, I just don't. And this wasn't our year to win. Nobody expected us to win. So I think we've learned a lot about what we got to do to make the next step. And we were hoping to get past the Knicks. But we're going to have to get tougher. We need, we need some dogs. And, uh, you know, we maybe need a new coach. And, uh, you know, We'll we'll see what they do. I mean, this wasn't the year they expected to win. We wanted them to learn how to play with each other, and uh, they kind of did. Uh, they just kind of fell apart right now. You know, I don't need a championship team. I I don't need for this to ever end in a championship to look at that as at all of this as a success. But I do need for them to be playoff contenders. I do need to see some hard fought series. I would love to see some playoff series wins see them take it you know at least a round or two into the playoffs consistently but fight like hell throughout and they're not fighting like hell right now so this is not the most enjoyable playoffs to watch with my team so like i i am kind of mad at at the team right now but i mean there's still games to go so they they could surprise us it still is technically possible for them to win this series but it does not fucking look good no but i mean come next year the expectation is going to be a two to four seed again. I mean, and the expectation you know, uh, this year was to win one series. Sure, but had they been had had they matched up with Boston or Milwaukee or Philadelphia, nobody would have had that expectation. It was when they drew the Knicks. Everybody said, "Ah, the Knicks. What do they got? We're better than them. We should win that series." But the the expectation. Heading into the season, and then at mid, at like the All Star break, was to to be a high enough seed, to get a low enough seed, to win one series, and to create playoff veterans. That's what what needed to happen. Yeah, I mean, 
you're right. I mean, that was the expectation, and it's we're not going to meet it. You know, I mean, that happens in sports. But hopefully, they learn something from going into Madison Square Garden and getting you know embarrassed twice. Um, you know, hopefully they that's a lesson, and hopefully that we at least build some some uh, you know callous for road games. Maybe going into next year, we need to see that road record improve because they were kind of dog shit on the road all year. Like that wasn't a new thing. They won at home. They got one. Let one get away from them, and uh, you know they need a thug. They they need. They do need a thug. They need a thug. I don't know if I I want them specifically, but somebody like the Morris brothers. Yes, dude. The Morris brothers are the tits, dude. I love those both of those guys. <laughs> I hate them, but like you need somebody like that. Those are guys not that Dylan you, Brooks, but somebody. You those are the guys that you want on your team, and if they're not, you hate them. You know, for sure. Draymond Green is the same way. There's yeah. a lot of those guys out there, and they need they need some attitude. They're just soft. And I thought after game two, I said, oh, shit. You know, like I was like, I thought they turned that corner, but they didn't. Yeah, I mean, you saw what you wanted out of Jared Allen. I mean, he's seven feet tall. He's 245 pounds. And in game two, he was plenty physical. And he even almost hurt Julius Randle. And it almost seems like he was like affected by almost hurting Julius Randle. Like, I don't I don't want to be a part of that kind of thing. It's like, no, that's who we need you to be all the time now. And that wasn't a, that wasn't a dirty foul. Not at all. That those those things are gonna happen in pro sports. That's gonna to happen to him sometime. You know what I mean? Like so if if he's feeling bad about that, then for shame, dude. You were just playing hard. You were trying to make a play on the basketball and you know, shit happens. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Hopefully they just take away from it and we, we have a better team next year and we've learned a lot. And it just sucks because even if it could have been like Miami, I mean, their fans are fucking like non-existent. It's just the fucking New York fan base. Those They're just obnoxious and they're all about themselves. You think they'd won the championship the way that they're oh, celebrating yeah. these fucking playoff wins just to get stomped out in the next round. Well, they, I mean, they might play Miami because fucking Giannis is hurt. So yeah, it could have been a nice little step to the Eastern Conference Finals if we got through this. You know what I mean? It's just it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, fuck, at this point, who, who is the team in the East? I mean, it's got to be Boston, right? Yeah, it has to be. What Embiid is he banged up too a little bit? His back is like fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So it's Boston. It's Boston or nobody. New York might be able to sliver up to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, and sucks. I, know, I hope the Lakers make it. I, want, I, I don't mind seeing LeBron win another title. That would be amazing. Yeah. From all the shit that he takes, but it's a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, Logan Allen, dude. Guardian, Logan Allen, yeah. Looks I, great. I, I was very happy for you, but for him too, for, you know. Well, they really needed that. They, they definitely needed a solid start. Um, the offense finally got a little bit of a kick. We got back-to-back homers from Jose and Josh Bell. That was really nice. But other than that, the offense has been fucking anemic. It has been rough to watch. Like Just looking early last week up until yesterday, watching guys come up to bat and then looking at their batting averages, it's like, Jesus Christ, this has been quite the fall from grace. I mean, it seemed felt like at least about a week ago, Jose was hitting over 300. Uh, Miles Straw was hitting over 300. Now you look at their batting averages. 
Jose's down to 264. Uh, Miles Straw's down to 260. Naylor's hit. Naylor, I, I will say, Naylor, up until yesterday, had not had one single hit off of a left-handed pitcher. Not one all season. He got two yesterday. That's cool. That's fun. Um, Andre Jimenez is down to 250. Bell has gotten up to 228, which just shows how bad he's been. Quan's uh, still <laughs> sitting around 250. It's it, it's been it's been rough. The only I mean, Mike Zanino has definitely been performing as well as any catcher offensively. Still defensively kind of rough, but nobody's really killing it offensively right now. They just went super cold. Ahmed's starting to heat up a little bit. He's at 257. Um, but those those aren't those aren't great numbers, especially in a year when we thought we were going to see uh, Jose's average go wild because the shift has been banned. Um, it just hasn't really looked like that. He's he hasn't had the power he's had. He hasn't been barreling things up quite as well, and it's it's made for some really rough offensive days. I mean, they're they're, they're hanging in. They're five hundred right now. You know, they're they're flopping back and forth. And yeah, when when you compare early. it to the last you know last year, or even two thousand sixteen, around this time they were about the same record, if not worse, in previous years where they've done well. So it's still it is very early. Um, You'd hope to see more in a year with expectations, but also, you know, last year there were no expectations. It's a lot easier for a team that's still this fucking young, and they are super young still, to uh, to go out there and over overperform. It's a lot easier to do that than to come into a season where there's expectations and put the extra pressure on the young guys. Word. Yeah, I hear you. Have you made it down to a game yet? No, I've I've not had time. Yeah, me either. And it's been kind of cold, you know. I, that doesn't bother me. I've just had a lot going on. Do you know anybody that bought those tickets? Are they getting their money's worth out of them? Um, I I know Squire's been uh, – he said he was going to go a bunch, but I, I haven't talked to him about whether or not he actually has. But with him having free parking downtown pretty close to the stadium, he was like, I'm going to go to fucking 50 games this year. So I, I hope he has. I know Will's gone a couple times. Um, I'm thinking – Either May or July, I'm going to get a set and just go as much as I can. Nice. Yeah, once I get through this festival, I'll uh, probably be chilling down at Progressive Field. I'm hoping to. May, May, I do have a decent amount of shows, so I don't know if it's best to do it then. And then June, my sister's getting married, so I'm thinking July at this point. Nice. Um, All right. NFL draft. Have you guys looked at anything for the Browns? No, like it's impossible to forecast. Um, it, I, it, a lot of people think CJ Stroud is slipping now, which I yeah. think is weird. Um, but uh, now today I'm seeing maybe the Titans will move up because apparently Tannehill is on the market. Interesting. Tannehill. Tannehill. Um, really curious to see where Levis and uh, Anthony Richardson go. And did you see Aaron Rodgers got traded officially? Yes, I mean they finalized it. Yeah, looks like they looks like the Jets fleeced them. That's not a lot to. to no, it give wasn't. Up. They no. f- flopped first round picks, which was like two. Yeah, and it, they got what a fourth round pick, and then a conditional second. Yeah, and they also and got maybe a pick like back. a fifth or seventh or something like that. I thought, I thought there was a thirteenth in there somewhere. Yeah, but the thirteenth flip for the the fifteenth. Oh, um, so they just traded first round picks. They swapped them. 
Here's a mock draft. When was this? One hour ago. CBS Sports. Mock draft. Number one, Bryce Young. Second overall pick, C.J. Stroud. Still there saying two for him. Apparently, the, the Texans don't love him, and they were even trying to shop the pick, but nobody was really going for it. Interesting. I don't get it. I That, that one like QB test came out, and they said that C.J. Stroud did horribly. He was in the 18th percentile. Well, like a wonderlick, basically? Kind of like a newer age wonderlick that's a little more all-encompassing. Well, here's here's like one of the things, and he showed it against Georgia that that wasn't necessarily true, but like one of the knocks that a lot of our our beloved fan base had against him was like he was great when there's no weather and he's throwing the ball to five-star receivers against Rutgers, but like in the big games or when there was weather where there was some kind of factor where it wasn't like you had the best talent on the field, he seemed to struggle. And that was like the big knock that we heard. Like he was putting stats up against shit opponents or like perfect conditions. You know, Chino Hills, Chino Hills, California, you know, pretty boy just slinging the ball across the field with nothing to worry about. When But when there's some fucking men out there, he seemed to struggle. And I think maybe, maybe that that's the knock. I don't know. That's just from what I've heard from my inner circles is that they didn't love him because of that. But he showed up against Georgia. I mean, he balled out. He had a great game. Yeah. I mean, like Joe Burrow in uh, at LSU was throwing to the future of the NFL. Like he had um, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were his two wide receivers there. And Randy like, Moss's kid too, and he was not the future of the NFL, but like, yeah, some pretty good college players around. He had him, really yeah. good college players, and I, I don't think he played in any sort of real tough conditions down at LSU. No, so th- those knocks weren't there for him. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, he was put up crazy. I, he put up ridiculous number, numbers, numbers, but CJ Stroud put up very, very good numbers. Sure, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just. It's hard for me to put on the the blinders because I mean he's an Ohio State guy, so of course I want him to do well. So yeah, it's hard for me to really evaluate him and see what people are seeing. So I, I think he should Ohio be State. the first th- pick in the draft. I, I think he should be the first pick in the draft too. But pick three, Tyree Wilson, edge out of Texas Tech. Oh God, over Will? Are they saying Will Anderson too? Will Anderson's five. Anthony Richardson. Oh, that's foolish. Fourth to the Colts. That's a terrible mock draft you're looking at. Anything that has um, Tyree Wilson or whatever his name is from Texas Tech over Will Anderson is foolishness. Let's find another one since you said this one's bogus. That is. Will Will Anderson is definitely the best defensive player in the draft. Probably the best player in the draft. Him or or Jalen Carter, who we'll see how how much teams want to, uh, you know, try and flex their morals in staying away from him, but he's those are the two best players in the draft. There's three good tackles too. That that Ohio State tackle is really good. What's his name? Um Hall? I don't think so. His footwork is crazy good. Let's find it. So this one's got Bryce Young. 
And then Will Anderson, number two to the Texans. You like this one a lot better now, Brian? That one makes more sense. Number three, Tyree Wilson to the Cardinals. Four I still think it's too high for him. C.J. Stroud to the Colts. Five, uh, Jalen Carter, Georgia to the Seahawks. Six, uh, Devon Witherspoon, Illinois corner. Seven, the Raiders take uh, Peter Skoronski from Northwestern. He's really good. Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson. I was thinking Marcus Hall. He's the one who flipped off the Michigan crowd. I, was, <laughs> I think he's pretty highly rated too. Well, he's. I mean, he's been gone. That was back when they had like. A, Who's the right tackle? Then the right tackle is pretty highly rated. I mean, I don't remember linemen's names, man. Uh, there's some of the guys coming. I think Smith and Jigba is going to go higher than a lot of people initially were saying. This one has people are talking about him falling like to the second round potentially. That, that was just insane. It made no sense. This this mock draft has him eight to the Falcons. I think that Christian Gonzalez will go pretty high. Um, Bijan Robinson ten to the Eagles. I don't know if they go running back that high. I mean, didn't they let Miles Sanders walk? He's in Carolina now. Yeah. That guy's supposed to be, I mean, the best running back prospect in a long time. Since Saquon. Yeah. Uh, I don't love first-round running backs. I've been very adamant about that. But, you know, if you're coming off the Super Bowl and you, you got a hold of Phil, like, that's when you take That's when you take him, you know. Speaking of holes to fill, I, I need to empty mine. So I, I do, we do got to wrap up. <laughs> All right. Well, Anthony Richardson to Tennessee. They have the Texans taking Will Levis from the Browns pick at 12. So we'll leave it that. Okay, interesting. Paris Johnson, 13. All right, come see me Mother's Day uh, at Hilarities and then the 6th at uh, Rubber City Festival. Um, and that's uh, it for me. Go Cleveland. Bye. <laughs>
Justice Play Night.